0: You can say what you want about people who are homeless, but we all have the one similarity that we are all humans.
1: You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason. On today's episode, our guest is Andrew Funderburk. Andrew is the mastermind behind Underpass the Musical, which will be on stage at the Tulsa Performing Arts Center this summer. Underpass is Andrew's original musical about two individuals one stuck in one place in life, experiencing homelessness, and the other one stuck in one place at work. And the musical is all about them coming together over the commonality of being human. And before we get started, and just encourage everyone to go search for Underpass the Musical on Facebook. Be sure to like that page and, and do everything you can to support this musical and support the idea that, yes, we are all humans. Okay, Let's get started. The mental health download starts now. Uh, let's go back to your understanding of
0: homelessness and your first sort of experiences and some of your realizations about homelessness. Yeah, so um, I went on a missions trip with um, Oral Roberts University, that's where I went to college, um, went down to Cochabamba, Bolivia. And, um, one of, we did mostly kids outreach. We went to schools, um, different, like smaller villages around that area, but just one of the day they we were down there for two weeks, but one of the days they blocked out was a whole day of homeless outreach. Um, and I didn't speak a lick of Spanish. And so on that day, like with the kids, there were teachers who could help me translate. But on that day, um, my contacts down there actually had me, they were just kind of like, I just kind of want you to kind of stand on the side in this one and just kind of observe. And I just want you to really. Take in like this community because there, what how it worked is there was this whole park where the whole homeless community went. I mean, there were hundreds of people. Like when they first explained, it's like, okay, maybe like that kind of made sound like there's going to be maybe like 30 to 40 people. And then we went, there were probably 200 people living in this park and just watching them and then watching, not only watching them, but watching the community around them were terrified of that park. And these people were not in any way trying to mess with people they weren't trying to steal they weren't trying to do anything they were just this is where they happened to have to live because of whatever circumstances and these people would cross the street like go across like traffic street just to avoid this park to get to where they were going and so watching that and it was just like real eye-opening to see wow people are really like dehumanizing this whole area and then when we came when I came back to Tulsa after the trip, I kind of started noticing similar things in Tulsa, which is something that I've never even thought to even look for before. But I mean, walking around downtown Tulsa, going to different parks, like you see people who are clearly, they're they're not in a place they want to be at. And it's just life has hit them with something or different issues have hit them with something that put them in that situation. And the people, a lot of people, Don't want to give them the time of the day. They don't want to reach out to them. Even just go as far as to say hi. Like, just pass someone, just say hi. Just smile, say hi. I'm not saying you need to give every single person money. I think that's people feel that, like, not obligation, but they feel like, oh, if I talk to them, I'm going to have to help them. Like, no, just talk to them. They are humans, and that's the message we're trying to spread with this is we are all humans. And so, just say hi. Like, when you're passing, just friendly face, say hi. That could be enough for someone to be like wow, I was just seen. I'm not this person who, it's almost like a lot of, it seems like a lot of times people start to get treated like they're part of the street. Like the street is now a part of you. That's, you're just there because we don't walk past trees and say hi. And we're kind of doing the same with this community. And they're just people who, it may be that they have a number of, I mean, it could be a mental illness. It could be, it could just be that they don't have family and then their job was terminated and they couldn't find another job. And this is just, that's where they ended up unfortunately. And, and so that's seeing those, that community, that large community in Bolivia coming back to Tulsa, realizing we're not too far off. We just don't happen to have a park where hundreds of people go. It were, it seems it was a little more spread out, but it is, seems like that community is treated somewhat similarly. And so that's what kind of inspired me to write this. And how did you get into musical theater? So when I graduated communications, I didn't really know what to do with that degree. And uh, my mom was in education for a long time. And so she was like, why don't you look into teaching? And so that's what I've been doing since I got out of college. Um, And then when I was getting into teaching, I was like, I don't really know what I want to teach because I didn't get a degree in education. And so um, I actually went out to my mom. One of my mom's good friends is the theater director out at Sand Springs High School. And so she was like, well, come shadow me because part of my communications degree did cover theater, cover speech, drama and debate. And so I went out and I shadowed her for a couple of weeks and instantly fell in love with. Her. I've always had a huge passion for the arts in school. I was in music myself. So that's where the music side came in. And then getting to shadow under a theater director kind of built that passion for theater and then just kind of combining the two for because musical theaters where like my mind immediately goes. And so. Yeah, so I've been doing that. Um, last year, I was the theater director out at Lincoln Christian, and so got to get my own experiences there. So you go to Bolivia, you're moved by this,
1: and then what's the timeline of how how long it took you to start writing this? Um,
0: I started writing that right, right after I graduated college. So summer of 2015 is when I decided that this is how I want to, I guess, get that passion out there for this community I saw that I can see needs to have a different light shed on it. Um, I had different ideas. Like when I was in college, like well, we could start an outreach program We and I had, it was just idea after idea after idea that I just never followed through. Cause I didn't, I wasn't connecting my personal passions with this new thing I wanted to do. And so whenever I got out of college started getting more into like musical theater, I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, I've always liked writing. And so I was like, so right after college started it. So basically the musical follows two guys. It follows a guy named Silas, who is a guy who's kind of stuck in one place at work. And then it follows a guy named Gerald, who society has given the name Underpass um, just for his living situation, who's kind of represents someone who is stuck in one place in life. And so it's kind of just a telling of the two of these people meeting, realizing that they have more in common, especially from Silas's standpoint, realizing, wow, I have more in common with this guy who literally everyone calls underpass. And so kind of, um, building that friendship from there, realizing I didn't ever think that I could help this person or on the flip side, I did not ever realize this person could help me. Um, and then just kind of the telling from there and then from there, I mean, they get put through different lack of a better word, I guess, tests to see kind of test that new friendship, which they end up realizing in the end is kind of their first real friendship they've had in a long time and kind of just following them too. Let's kind of dissect one of the songs
1: in the, in the show, the one that maybe has the most, um, when you, when everybody walks out of the, the performing arts center, maybe they'll, that song will stay with them for one reason or another. What, what song would, would you choose to talk about?
0: Silas sings a song called two years. And basically it's him dissecting his life the past two years. But this is a moment where he has, cause he, he passes Gerald every day on his way to work. Um, his life is very routine. And so he passed him every day on his way to work. And then finally, one day he's just, he had enough at work. He's real frustrated. He just sits down next to Gerald and he just starts ranting. He starts going off. And then he, yeah he goes into the song two years. It di- kind of dissects his, the past two years of his life at his work, his frustrations that's been building. And then Gerald takes the moment to be like, Hey, I actually see that. Like I've I get what you're saying. Like you're frustrated the past two years. And then he goes into the reprise of two years where he dissects his life the past two years. And so that's the real eye-opening moment where this one guy's real frustrated at work and he's, his boss was like being mean to him and his coworkers don't like him. But then you have this homeless guy who's like, well, here's my life the past two years. And then that's kind of Silas's moment. It kind of humbles Silas. Like there's more issues out here than mine. And so that's what kind of starts that friendship of theirs is okay, you just heard me out and responded. Now I'm going to hear you out. And like, let's keep this conversation going. Let me get to know you a little better. And so, so I'd probably say that's one of one of my favorite moments is that. So what's one thing that
1: Silas experienced and what's one thing that Gerald experienced?
0: Yeah. So Silas has basically, he's just, his, he's like an executive assistant. So he's, his like his given name, because like I said, his name's Gerald, but society's given the name underpass and then the Kind of the mirror, the parallel um, side with Silas is Silas is an executive assistant, but every all of his co-workers call him coffee boy because they're and they, they really harp on like that's all he's ever going to be. He's only going to make it to coffee boy. And so Silas kind of points out the fact that he's he's at work. There's really no way for him to move up because he's been given this title. He's been like it's just been implanted in him that that's all he's ever going to be. Um, he tries to help. And the second he tries to do anything helpful, his boss just completely shuts him down. The coworkers just kind of ignore him. And so it's almost like he's just this ghost at his own job. And then underpass on the flip side points out that he just is trying to exist in this society. He's just trying to live. Like he's, it's almost like he's accepted that I'm homeless. That's my reality. I've accepted that. And so he's just trying to live. He just wants to live. He's not asking for handouts. He just wants to live. And he just points out that like when people pass by him, he doesn't like, he doesn't get like a, Hey, how are you doing? Like, and he, he he's noticing that this is his moment to point out that, like, I noticed that no one even talks to me. So Silas has his coworkers who don't listen to him and underpass has society around him, not really realizing he even exists.
1: Have you had a chance maybe with somebody in Tulsa who's experienced homelessness? Do you have those
0: kind of conversations, kind of
1: that understanding where they're coming from? Have you met anybody?
0: I was kind of at the midpoint of um, writing this and kind of or getting getting a little closer to the end, kind of getting into the recording part. And I, I, did, I kind of noticed that, man, I'm writing this from kind of what I've seen, but I haven't gone out and really done this. So I actually spent about six hours one day just walking around downtown walking around some like parks walk just any area i could find and i just i tried to talk to as many people as i could and um a few people we'd get into a conversation i just wanted to ask people just what's your story just like if someone were to come and you you say what's your story like how would you answer that and so a lot of them just got real confused they're like i I have no idea and I, i got I got some of the most humbling answers I could have ever imagined. Cause a lot of people would say, I got answers. Like I don't have a story, which that kind of, that like hit me. And it was just like, you do. And and it was, I tried, like, I tried to like sit there, but I mean, a lot of these people have that in their head. Like I don't, and it's like, I can't convince you, I guess. And so I did what I could, but yeah, a lot of people are like, I don't have a story or when I would try to talk to them they just be like, no, I don't want to. And they, they were just so many people have, it seemed like, they haven't been talked to enough that when someone finally tries they think there's an agenda and i just and so it was like okay and i respected as much as i could but i got a few um, people would let me record like we got to the point that's like can i can i record this like i think this is amazing that you're opening up i like you know exactly where you're at you know what got you here but you're not letting that stop you and so then they will let me record it and actually at the end of underpass that um, i put the uh, voice recordings into like a video form. So, and I have like, I have it like scripted out. And so you can see the words as they're being said, because like I said, I didn't video record them, but it's actually going to play at the end of the show. And so, and I got their permission, like, Hey, this, I wrote this, can I use this for it? And they were all of anyone who let me record, they were excited. They're like, yeah, absolutely. And so, so that'll actually play at the end. So you'll get to see the fictional version and the musical I wrote, but then at the end it's like, here's people in Tulsa right now who are living this out. They are homeless because of either family situations or their jobs were terminated and this is where they ended up, but they're not stopping. They they're, they're trying to get back on their feet. And so, and that was the big message through that. But yeah, yeah. That'll play at the end of the show. So people get to see the real life example.
1: You know, people are always, and I always, hate this but you know with with music and theater and things like that they're like well what's it like like what's the genre that you're in or you know what was it so
0: obligatory well it's kind of like this what would you say so it's i wanted it to be as i mean i guess the closest thing i could describe it as is definitely like a realistic fiction drama there's definitely some like comedy mixed into it it's actually i actually made um gerald or underpass He's one of the funny, he's actually one of the funnier characters in it. And just, just, just cause I didn't want to put this light on him of like, I'm real serious. And like, I know that like, they hate me. Like I wanted to shed the light of like, no, I mean, he, he's accepted where he's at. And he knows I'm homeless, but I'm going to keep pushing forward. And so he's actually one of the funnier characters. Like um, when the, when, like cause we've done a, the cast has done a few read throughs. And so anytime like those lines come up, like, I get a big smile on my face. Like, here's this guy who obviously, I mean, I created him, but it's still like, here's this guy who is homeless. He's in this horrible living situation. He knows it, but he's still able to find those moments to have fun and to still find that joy. Um, But yeah, but I I try to keep it as realistic as possible because this is a very real life issue that's happening. And so um, I didn't want to go too, like over the top, like, I mean, there's not going to be like huge dance numbers and stuff like that. Cause I'm like, I don't know how often that happens in the world. So, so yeah, we, I tried to keep it as real. Like the songs are very, it's very dialogue driven. There's hints of like that classic, like Broadway feel to a few of the songs, but I definitely kept it more modern kind of edging into like rockish kind of music. So yeah.
1: What's your favorite musical like all time? Oh man.
0: Um, i saw hamilton when it came to the pac and that was amazing just the music alone because i mean i I had the soundtrack before i've listened to it start to finish a bunch of times and the music alone was just like how how did you do this and so that was amazing um i was up in minnesota not uh, about eight months ago and we saw dear evan hansen which was um that was another big one in terms of like the genre was Evan hansen so realistic and it also because it hits on this really serious issue. And so I tried to kind of mirror the that, like, keeping it real in that sense. And so I, those are probably my – two of my favorite right there is Dear Evan Hansen and Hamilton. Um, for people who don't
1: know about Dear Evan Hansen, kind of talk about that and what moved you about that that musical.
0: Yeah, so um, Dear Evan Hansen um, basically follows a kid who – basically has nothing, I guess, at school. Like, it's just a high schooler who doesn't have friends. He's kind of bullied. And this has kind of built up his anxiety. It's built up his depression and to the point that he's kind of just had enough. Um, he keeps it together as much as he can. It's just him and his mom, um, his dad, left. And so he keeps it together as much as he can, like, for his mom. And the second his mom's on the room, it's he's down. And then um, there's another kid at his school who actually does end up committing suicide and he takes this opportunity to kind of circumstances end up to where people think that he was friends with the guy who committed suicide. And so he ends up just kind of leaning into it. Like, yeah, because he didn't really have friends before he wants to have that feeling. And then also the guy, the kid who committed suicide, his sister is kind of evan hansen's love interest and so this is a chance to also get close to her and then he starts to see what her family's like and her family's a little more put together than his so he kind of starts he wants to keep this charade up so that he can stay in this more modern family more put together family um and then it kind of all starts getting out of control when they're throwing these big rallies for the kid because the kid committed suicide no one really knew him and that was part of like the reason like the kid just kind of felt invisible And so, yeah. And then, so it's just Evan Hansen, like it kind of starts spiraling out of control because it's getting, it's one of those, like when you tell one lie, it's just going to get bigger and bigger. And that's kind of what happened. There's that snowball effect to the point where then he just has to come clean and be like, I didn't know him. Mm -hmm. Like he actually kind of bullied me a little bit. And so I just leaned into it because I saw what I wanted and this was my chance to get it. Anybody in your life or at
1: school, anybody die by suicide?
0: There was a girl who I went to high school with. She was really close friends with my cousin um she actually just recently did, and so that was i mean it was it was one of those things and I feel like that's what it is a lot of times it was just it was completely out of left field. it was just like wait what like I mean, it was just shocking like no one expected it and um yeah, it hit my hit my cousin pretty hard i I was more like acquaintances. Like I knew her, obviously, because I went to a small school and so everyone knew everyone.
1: So, and, you know, kind of taking your musical and your Evan Hansen and, um, you know, what is the power of this musical format to educate people and to raise awareness about homelessness, suicide, you know, all of these really
0: um, challenging issues that are, that are facing our society? Um, I think that a lot of these conversations are just hard to have it's hard to talk about suicide. It's hard to just ask them like, like, how how does this affect you? How, like, what, how, how would you handle that? Like, it's hard to have that conversation. It's hard to go up to someone and say like, Hey, have you reached out to homeless people recently? Like, would you be interested in doing this? And a lot of people are like those conversations seem like they make people get real hesitant and real reserved. Like they, cause they, I mean, they can be uncomfortable. They it's cause there are issues in, I think a lot of times if people, when you start talking about like, homelessness and like, have you outreached to them or like, or have you been affected by suicide? If people haven't been, or if people haven't done those reach outs or those outreaches, they, I think a lot of people almost feel a little bit of guilt, like, and you don't, you don't want to make someone feel that way, but when you put it on the stage and you're just portraying it for them, I also think you almost give them that chance to have those conversations mentally, like in their head, like, When you're watching Dear Evan Hansen and you're sitting there and you're watching these kids get bullied, you're watching these kids, I mean, get bullied to the point of either committing suicide or wanting to commit suicide, you can have the conversation in your head like, man, like I knew a kid in high school who was like bullied. Like I may not have been doing the bullying, but I also didn't stop it. And so maybe now in my life, if I see that, maybe I should say something like, you don't have to have that conversation one on one with someone, whereas when like when it's in theater, because you get to just watch it happen. You can mentally process it. And also it gives people a chance to process it at their own pace because Silas sees Gerald every single day and it took him years before he said something. Like maybe you have that person in your life. And so maybe when you see those people, maybe after you watch this, you'll be more encouraged to just say hi. Like, because that's, that's all I'm trying to, that's all really all I'm trying to put out there. Like I said, the main theme is we are all humans. And so I'm just hoping with watching this, someone will be more encouraged to realize that, like, okay, that guy who I pass every day, he's just a person. He's not, he may not be asking for money. He's not, he doesn't want anything. I'm just going to say hi. When I walk by, I'm going to say hi. And that's going to be it. That's going to be, that's going to be step one. And then maybe that builds to actually conversating. And even if it doesn't just say hi, that's, I think that could be a really good first step into viewing this community differently. But yeah, I think, I think that theater, and especially I think musical theater, because there's just something, I guess, more exciting about like, I'm going because a lot of people like to see, it seems like the tight knit theater group, they're the ones who like to see plays, but you have this broad group of people who like to see musicals because everyone likes music. There, there's not a person in the world who'd say, I don't like music. And so when you put that music side to it, I think it also like, I mean, a song gets catchy and then if it can get stuck in your head and then suddenly you're thinking about it later, like, Oh my God, this is what that song was saying. And so I think theater can just reach that bigger group and, like I said, give them that chance to have those mental conversations on their own, it's in, just in case it's a little uncomfortable for them to have them one-on-one with a person.
1: So let's talk about the casting for your, for your musical. You know, when you were looking for Gerald and, and Silas, what, you know, what were you looking for?
0: Being something I wrote and it being real personal to me... Um, I decided to do something a little differently with the casting where it, where I did, um, I didn't have like formal auditions. I did people. I know I just pulled them and I was like, cause it was more of a, not, Hey, you'd be amazing in this part. And we're going to like take over the world with a no, it was just, you're close to me. This is what I'm doing. I want you to be a part of this. And so I brought them in. Um, and so, like I said, I was out at Lincoln Christian last year. And so actually a few of the kids who graduated, and, um, some uh, like an alumni, um, I actually pulled them. I was like, Hey, I already know what you can do. I've seen you on a stage. I've seen you act. I've seen you sing. Here's what I'm doing. Do you want to be a part of it? And so I pulled a lot of them. And then it also, I feel like that also gives these younger kids a chance. Like here's the Tulsa PAC, like here's, here's a bigger stage than you're used to. So let's go and do this. And so, um, but like when I was looking for Silas, I knew I just needed someone who could act, I guess, a little quirky and a little bit awkward at times. Um, and so I there, there was a kid who graduated um, two years ago from Lincoln Christian. He goes to UCO now. He's a music major. And so I was like, hey, do you want to be a part of this? He's like, absolutely. And so I brought him in. And then um, my lead, we did I'm um, Singing in the Rain at Lincoln Christian last year. And my lead from Singing in the Rain, um, I pulled him. And I was like, cause we got, we got real connected, um, like through theater and he just has this passion. He's also at UCO majoring in theater. So he has this huge passion for the arts. Um, but more than that, he has a big passion for outreach. And like when I was still writing this, like he he was real interested in it. And so, and then when I saw him sing and act, I was like, you have a gift for, outreach and for theater. I was like, I have a job for you. And so I brought him in. So he's going to play Gerald. And then from there, like I said, the rest of the cast, I mean, I know all of them personally. I didn't want to do the traditional, like hold auditions and bring in these people who I've never met. Maybe, maybe one day I'll do that with this and like try to do a, like a real big version. But this one, I just wanted to keep it real personal to me. And so, and that's why we're also only doing just one weekend, just keeping it a little smaller for the first show.
1: Andrew reached out to Mental Health Association, in Oklahoma and said, Hey, you know, um, I like what you guys are doing. Um, I'd like to raise more awareness about how you're helping in homelessness. And, um, I did a couple backflips and, uh, got real excited cause I knew he'd be perfect for the podcast. And then, um, he sent me like a week later, I think you sent me an email and you were like, Hey, you know, we're selling t-shirts and I'm not one to like, uh, to just support things just to like, support things like it has to like resonate with me. And so I I was like, okay, whatever. And I clicked on the link and the shirt said, uh, we are all human. And that is such a beautiful sentiment, such a beautiful statement. Um, it really resonates with me because one of my big things in one of our organizations, big things is talking about people, first language. So it's people experiencing homelessness, people who have mental illness, people who have been justice involved. And it always comes back to we're all human, right? And so for you to nail that specific, Thing and so I bought it. <laughs> I bought the T-shirt um, and I love it. Um, and um, actually, Andrew right now is wearing a uh, one of the Mental Health Association Oklahoma's T-shirts, A Better Way, which is a program that helps people who panhandle get connected to employment. Uh, they work. They help clean up a park for one day, and at the end of that, uh, at the end of the day, they they've been connected to social workers who can help them figure out their next steps. So I think uh, Gerald would have been. Uh, if if he was in real life, he uh, would would have got him hooked up with uh, a better way. So, um, but what what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is,
0: how did you come up with that? Um, that would be the one that goes all the way back to Cochabamba, Bolivia. It was just watching these people who were just minding their own business. They're just in this park that was their place, um, and just watching all these people avoid them, and then coming back to Tulsa, seeing the same thing: people just kind of ignoring avoiding it's like i don't know why why people's minds go straight to they're homeless they're dangerous or they want something or they need my money or something like that it's like you're never going to know until you talk to someone and it's and it's like yeah there there are situations where unfortunately that could be the reality but you're never going to know unless you talk to someone and like i said i walked around for six hours and talk to probably a hundred people. I'm fine. I'm here today. I'm, I wasn't robbed. I wasn't, I wasn't mugged or anything. And so unfortunately, the majority of people I talked to just haven't been talked to enough to where they didn't want to talk to me. And so, and that could happen. But I, I was able to leave that day knowing I reached three people. I, I sat and I talked. I mean, one guy, we talked for probably close to an hour. We just sat there and we talked and we talked and we talked and because I wanted to give them that chance to, It's not like I talked to him for 10 minutes. I was like, okay, well, I got to go. No, it was, you're opening up and this is awesome. So I don't care how long I'm here. Like, let's just, let's keep this going. And so, yeah, it was just that seeing those people get avoided, seeing those people get this bad rap just for where life has put them. And at the end of the day, it's like, you can say what you want about people who are homeless, but we all have the one similarity that we are all humans. So
1: as we wrap up here, I want you to tell people when they can buy the tickets, how they can buy the tickets, how they can get T-shirts and support everything about Underpass the musical.
0: Yeah. So um, like I said, the show is July 31st through August 2nd. Um, the All the tickets will be through the Tulsa PAC website. They'll be on there um, probably during the summer. And so it'll probably be maybe June, end of May into June, you'll be able to start buying the tickets. And yeah, and we actually just started a... A new fundraiser um, and the shirts we're selling now are like the official underpass the musical shirts. And so um, they have our our basically our representation of Gerald on the front um, with the words over five hundred and fifty three thousand, which is the current homeless population in America. And so has that on the shirt. And then on the back says underpass the musical and it says, we are all humans. So, so those are the, the official musical shirts. And so you can get those at customink.com slash fundraising slash underpass hyphen awareness. It's a little bit long. Um, I'll just, I'll share that with the mental health association. And so, um, but yeah, but you can get that there. We have, um we have a Facebook page underpass the musical. Um, You can also just find all of our links on there for any kind of fundraising. Um, but yeah, and so I think it's going to be a good show, and we're just hoping to get this message out to as many people as we can. Um,
1: we'll also have that link in our show notes on the podcast, and then also you can go to mhaok.org forward slash podcast, and you could read highlights from this interview and find all the links um, and listen to it online. So, all right. Um, so, as we do at the end of every show, Andrew, uh, we asked the person to share a few parting words and then close this out by kind of giving, uh, telling people our rallying cry, which is go do good things. So, you know, um, I'll let you take it
0: away. Awesome. So yeah, so underpass, July 31st through August 2nd. Um, I hope see a lot of people out there. Like I said, this is a really personal message I'm trying to get across. This is a community who has been overlooked, a community who's kind of been casted out in a way. And so if I could give one piece of advice, it'd be after you listen to this, if you, if you pass that homeless person, if you pass someone who looks like they're kind of down on their luck, just say hi to them. There's, that's the easiest first step you can take is just say hi to them. And remember, we are all humans and go do good things.